I'm your host as always. Uh, well, not always, but most of the time. Lately, anyway. Uh, Rusty Surfer, aka Alex. We're trying to go for names now. Mike, what's going on, guys? Hey, how's it going? Ooh, football. It's Sunday. I'm here with the boys, and I'm cracking one open on Sunday night, watching some football with the boys. And I just got to take the chart last Sunday. Um, yes. Yeah, everyone is excited. Red Skull, not so much excited. My friend, don't worry. We'll take it. All right. Well, um, of comic fantasy football, because I know all of us uh, have our own uh, leagues or whatever, except for Nova, who doesn't really know what football is because he's Canadian. Mm-hmm. But um, that, that we'll get more fun into that later. He had a Wikipedia, the uh, positions. I'm going to put you out there about that. That's fun. Yeah. But, um, like I said, we're going to be doing our own version of fantasy football with comic book characters. You guys listening to play along, too, um, if you want to build your fantasy team, this is the guidelines that we went by, and you can comment it on our Twitter, on the podcast. You can hit us book. If you're online, hit us up online. We will be doing something uh, special kind of brawl tournament online, but that's more to come later. Um, with prizes! With prizes, if you haven't already heard about it already from all the places we've put out. Um, so, the way this works, is we are building a mobile team. They're building a DC team. So, the positions are, you have to have a tight end, a running back, and a defense player. Okay? Yep. So, um, the rules are, there are no telepaths, there's no speedsters, you can't teleport, um, and... Tele- uh, telekinetic. No telekinetic, no, no flying. flying. Yep. Yeah. So, we got we had to pick Nightcrawler and Bamp to the goal line every time. Yeah, right? and I assume non-human torch just blasts fire. <laughs> right. You can't have uh, Burning the field Bobby Drake setting someone or, right. like, uh, freezing someone. Yeah. yeah, you can't do that. But um, this is mostly a ground game, as you can tell, because that's what football is, and um, it's going to be interesting. So I'm going to go. We're going to start out um, with my uh, Marvel lineup, okay? Um, Because y'all know that I love the Marvel. So Thanos. No, okay, this is an amazing thing. Thanos is not on my team at all. Make the cut. Warlock. Adam Warlock. Silver Surfer. Did not make my cut. I knew they would. Completely wrong on all that. So oh, let's hear it. Now I'm intrigued. I'm off with my QB. Um, I had a big like debate in my head about this, about whether I want him to be smart or what did I want him to be. But when I came down to it, I'm gonna have Bullseye as my QB. So he's never gonna miss the target. Yep. Yeah, that's an easy one right there. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing is about, I mean, he may not be the brightest, but wherever he throws it to, someone's gonna catch it. Obviously. Uh, so that was an easy pick. Um, my running back now, the juggernaut. Okay, because once he's in motion, you're not gonna stop him. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna oh stop him. Oh my god! But uh, <laughs> will he? Will he? He might lose the ball in his big hands. You know? <laughs> he like crushes it before. Yeah. Yeah. Now wait a minute, I'm backing up here because I thought when we put out these rules, they had to be heroes. Or am I mistaken? No, they can be anybody. No, anyone. Well, yeah. crap, I missed that memo. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be scrambling back real fast while nope, the rest nope, of us I are talking. They're staying. Okay, okay. Well, uh, Juggernaut is my running back. Um, I got Bullseye as my QB. Uh, my tight end is an interesting choice. Um, it may not be surprising, but maybe whenever I tell you all my reason. Um, my tight end, uh, Man-Thing. Okay? The only thing is is um, if you try to... Uh, you could basically just hit him with the ball anywhere and it's going to stick to him True. because he's lime and muck. Mm-hmm. You just have to hit him in the back and get him moving down there. If anyone tries to grab him, they're just going to go straight through uh, because That's he's true. slime and muck. And um, he's a big dude. He's strong. I mean, uh, really the only way that's going to be stopping him as a runner once he gets the ball is um, if someone's, like I guess, wide enough to like gather all his goop and be able to scoop them away or something yeah can't just set them on fire can you i don't know yeah well okay so this gets back to my wide receivers okay um my first wide receiver on the marvel team is mr fantastic so (laughs) i really debated him being my qb because i was like look he can duck and dodge he can he's smart he can plan everything out but then i was like you know what put him as a wide receiver you basically throw the ball up in the air and he can just catch it somehow. And he can just like, step. he doesn't have to even run. He can just step over to the uh, goal line. I don't know if that was a good choice. Yeah. Uh, 
so my second wide receiver, this uh, before we get to the deep, uh, is multiple man Jamie Maddox. So uh, you throw, you can just like separate, and there's like a million of them on the field. And he's gonna catch a ball, right? True. There's a million targets for Bullseye to hit. Uh, my defensive player, though, is uh, the Blob, because no one to right. move him. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting there like team. shit. <laughs> so now let me throw out my uh, DC team real I quick. I will say this though: we have one what? in common. Okay. Okay. I want you to tell me y'all's thoughts on my team after I name all of it. After I'm done, just throw it out there. I'm gonna go through the DC one quick. So uh, QB, Batman. Because Batman always has a strategy. He always has a plan. He's always going to get to be. And no one's going to outsmart him, right, if he has prep time. He at least knows a whole uh, few months in advance what the football schedule is going to be. So, oh yeah, he's got it right there. Running, like a year. Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, so a running back would be Shazam for <laughs> obvious reasons. He's strong. Um, even on foot, he's going to be able to, like, push through and get it to the end. And he's got that willpower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, of um, willpower, uh, my two wide receivers. I'm going with Guy Gardner and Hal Jordan. So even though they can't fly or anything else, you can't use or could totally use their rings for shields. They can make a giant like glove and catch the ball if they wanted to, um, you know. And they can reach out and just. I guess you could grab things with the ball. I, would you count that? I mean, it's not telekinesis. Nope, because I'm going to tell you that's I have I have on my team for DC as well. I'll oh, tell you yeah. that now. So uh, tight end would be Bane, because Bane, and Bane's at us. Fair enough. Hey, so Venom or no Venom? I didn't have. Oh wait, yeah, wait. I don't know. Is that performance enhancement drugs? Am I going to get hey, in trouble? Hey, dude, with if you're the, using like, Green Lantern power rings, I think it's safe to say he can use Venom. Like... I know. Mean, I mean, come on, Bane. If you're using Bane, I think the same thing. He's going to catch the ball, and he's going to get it down the field. Yeah. Uh, my uh, DC defensive character is Doomsday, because Doomsday is ridiculous. And, um, that's the real question. Just, that's he's very gonna true. He's going to be running around with his annihilating everybody. The whole arena is up. Yeah. Well, he yeah. has to go find Superman. So, do you all have any comments on my lineup? Yeah, I mean, you can clearly tell that you're a Marvel um <laughs> Kept it, kept it basic for the DC team, and, you know, that's fair, I think. Uh, but, yeah, your team had some interesting choices I didn't even think of. And, again, I think it just comes down to you're a huge Marvel guy, and I'm a lukewarm Marvel guy, so. <laughs> well, um, you know, I can't wait to hear what your DC team's going to be. But um, before we get into uh, Nova's team, uh, let's hear your Marvel and DC team tap and uh, tell us why you did, you picked it, and uh, we'll give a few comments after you're done. All right. Uh, I'm going to go through this kind of quick. Um, so, oh, sorry. Uh, QB, I got uh, Captain America. Okay. He's athletic. He's big. He's strong. He's a natural leader. Makes sense. Running back, I got Wolverine. Short, stocky, can bulldoze, snick some people on the way in if he needs to. <laughs> uh, wide receiver number one, I got none other than Mr. Fantastic. Ooh, yes. We, had, st- we shared that one. He's going to stretch out and grab some balls very easily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wide receiver number two, I got Black Panther. Nice. Strictly due to uh, speed and athleticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, tight end, I got Juggernaut. Mm. He's going to be an excellent blocker. If he can catch, nobody's taking him down. Yep. He got six points every time he actually catches all. <laughs> and uh, for defense, I have the Hulk. Because, okay. well... Nobody's gonna take down everybody. He's just gonna mm-hmm. blitz and just wipe out the entire O line and your whole screwed. stadium. I mean, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah. takes well. it too far, runs into the crowd. <laughs> Matt, I man, this is. I don't nice. have anything in common except for Rusty for his character. All right. Well, DC, Rusty, I think you were looking at my list. So, QB Batman once again, athleticism yep. makes sense. Uh, running back, though, I have Cyborg. Choice. I think Cyborg is going to have a really good field. Yeah, I think he's going to have really good field vision, and he's going to be able to spot the opening. 
Uh, wide receiver, I have Green Lantern. I didn't specify which one. I just said Green Lantern for a wide receiver. Makes sense, right? Rusty already explained why. Yep. Uh, wide receiver two, I have Wonder Woman. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. And uh, yeah, she's you got the lasso, catch the ball. She's good. <laughs> uh, tight end though, I have Bane. Oh, Ooh. see, me and you shared the same bat characters. For the for and the, the exact, for the exact same reason that I have Jot. He's nobody's gonna. He's gonna be an excellent bucker if he catches a ball. It's six if Batman doesn't feel a need to take him down in the middle of the game. <laughs> correct. <laughs> and then for defense. Once again, me and Rusty share the same. I also have Doomsday for my defense. Interesting. Because, you know, it's Doomsday. Doomsday. Great minds think alike right there. I will say, uh, Nova called us basic with our DC teams. No, no, that's fine. I mean, they're they're solid choices, right? I mean, we can't can't say they're bad. Cyborg, Batman, Wonder Woman, those all. Got the Justice, basically. Yeah, <laughs> Super good bench with his heat vision. I love. Yeah, I, I love. To see what you, yeah, I Mike, I can't out. wait to see what you think of my DC lineup. Yeah, this is fun. All right. Well, I mean, Tap, it sounds like you have a pretty solid. I like your uh, Marvel team. Uh, Thanks, some pretty creative stuff. Rusty. Channel yeah. But, um, so, uh, we're going to get to the best one, right? I'm almost like 100%. This is probably going to be the. Not. Maybe not the best, but. Um, How dare we you. got Nova here telling us um, his Wikipedia. Yeah, and I followed uh, the U.S. Let's... rules, not the Canadian one. So, okay, so let's hear your Marvel team. All right, so my Marvel team went with the same QB as you, Bullseye. Okay. Um, so I don't know what kind of throws he's going to do, but I think one of my wide receivers will take care of that. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm surprised no one said it yet. I'm really excited about it. Anyway, my running back getting a little Canada flavor in there. I've done it before with Magneto's helmet. <laughs> He's got the low center of gravity. He's a strong dude. Um, I think he'll be okay. Um, and my tight chose Thor. No hammer, of course. That wouldn't be fair. But I got Thor as my tight end. I think he can make the catches, use Mjolnir and whatnot, and I think he's a pretty strong guy. So uh, I think he can take care of the uh, the extra offensive or, or catching, whatever you have to do. And uh, my wide receivers. So my first one, that uh, crazy, uh, I chose Spider-Man. You know, he's acrobatic. He's got the webbing. Um he can do some fancy stuff, so I think it'd be fun to see him play in general and get those uh, those touchdowns. But my second one is the backup in case Do- in case Bullseye gets Bullseye gets crazy. So I chose Domino because she has that luck. Mm-hmm. She's got the luck going okay. for her, so she can catch pretty much any hail marys, right? That's guaranteed. Yep. So I was pretty I was pretty excited that that came to my mind. Um, <laughs> so those are my wide receivers. Now my defense is. Um, Hopefully you guys know who the destroyer is from the uh, you know mm-hmm. Asgard. So he he's my defense. You know I, I was gonna go with Hulk, but uh, everyone else is gonna choose Hulk. So I'll choose um you know one of the greatest physical threats I guess to the Marvel universe. Um so yeah that's my Marvel team and my DC team yeah. is gonna be. Well, I gotta say before you start though we got two similar. Really awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Um I'm pretty happy with that. The Domino really got me. Yeah. I like that choice. That Domino's a really good choice. I, <laughs> I did not think, think of, of that, yeah. that yeah. at all. That's the Hail Mary play. She'll get them every time. So for DC, my QB's Mr. Terrific. Um, if you guys don't know who he is, he's like a super genius, really tactical. Um, he's invisible to technology, which I guess, you know, whatever cameras recording this game won't ever pick him up. Um, <laughs> so you'll see a ball flying through the air. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a super genius, really physical, and um, he'll make for good television. Uh, my running back, I chose Deathstroke. He's got really fast reflexes. He'll be able to dodge, you know, people trying to tackle him. And um, he's obviously physically strong and whatnot. So I, I think he'll be a good choice for that position. Uh, my tight end, I chose Wonder Woman. Same reason I chose Thor. You know, she uh, she'll be able to catch the the shorter passes and take down, honestly, mo- most everyone else on the opposing team. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wide receivers. I do have similar with everyone else, Green Lantern. Got the advantage of the power ring and making gloves and whatnot. Well, my second choice was Aquaman. Um, he, he's got the height. He can jump really high. It's not flying, Yeah, he's got the height. He can jump. And he's a mm-hmm. strong dude. Um, he's, he's probably got a great stride in his run as well. So he was my second wide receiver. And my defense, I chose Giganta. Just because, like, 
<laughs> she literally has to stand with her feet together and no one's going to get past. That's it. She covers the whole field. Um, so that was that was my defensive choice. It's pretty good defensive choice. Nice. Yeah. It was fun. I had a lot of fun doing this. Ugh. You have a very, very unique DC team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No wonder you call this basic. <laughs> yeah. Go over here, get my pumpkin spice latte now, uh, DC yeah. edition. Oh man, it's so but, great. Uh, yeah, I saw them making like, I was like, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, yep. Yeah, it, if you live in an area with a lot of white chicks, I mean, you know, hit up a club with one of you're good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, leads up to the Red Skull. And I know, knowing you, you have something uh, very, um, exquisite planned for this uh just because i, I know you're, you're a go-getter yes and i did i put up a little something um for this so <clears throat> let's get to it it's time for monday night football here we are live in syracuse new york at stark stadium with america's favorite team the new starks sponsored by the celestials continuously shaping the evolution of life since the beginning of time while always watching and judging your choices reminding you to make the right choice to support the syracuse starks oh, your lineup today coached by veteran nick fury who recently spent time on the blue side of the moon filling in for Watu, it's rumored that Fury spent that time watching and studying the plays of strategies of Bill Belichick in the hopes to make the team as great as the New England <laughs> Patriots. But let's get down to the lineup today. On defense, he's mean, He is lean and green. We have none other than the Incredible Hulk ready to smash his way across the enemy line. Today, our wide receiver straight from New York will be the amazing wall crawler himself, Spider-Man, and his stretch friend, Mr. Fantastic. Hey, On- on tight end, as the girl fans will attest to, is Odin himself ready to bring down the hammer on those who oppose Thor, the god of thunder. Today's running back, filling in for Nightcrawler, who recently bamped his way into parts unknown, will none other than be She-Hulk. And finally, our NFL MVP, the captain who needs no introduction, Captain America, the man capable of defying aerodynamics with his strategic throws, just recently spent a two-week retreat honing his skills with the famed quarterback, Tom Brady. In fact, Captain America is wearing a number 12 jersey in honor of Brady Dale, uh, for the help he provided to Cap these last two weeks. Uh, who's checking air levels? I was about to say, is he wearing an inflatable jersey? So, obviously, I, some of these are obviously obvious. You know, uh, the Hulk for defense. Uh, you know, the Spider-Man. I'm sorry, Spider-Man and Mr. Fantastic for wide receivers, to me, are the perfect choice. Uh, yeah. We've already talked about those two, you know. Thor, we, we brought it before, tight end, you know, perfect choice, in my opinion. Uh, She-Hulk, I just want to throw a female in there, and I thought she would be good, you know, to put in there. Put She-Hulk and Hulk out there together, yeah. It got some, some issues. But, you know, Captain America. When did America not miss his mark with that shield? Well, the problem is, I mean, I guess Cap's not an idiot, but if he decides to throw that thing with the shield... Mm-hmm. Right. Get interesting. He can bounce it <laughs> off of one person into the hand of another person. Oh. I mean, might be yeah. a on its own. But let's turn our attention over to the visiting team. Visiting from Gotham City, we have the Rebirth Revivals, sponsored by Gotham's greatest organization, Wayne Enterprises. Coach of the Rebirth Revivals have our proficient planner of plays, the talented technician of terror, Batman. On defense, we have the last living survivor from Mars, Martian the Manhunter. On defense, we have the last leans. Oh, I'm sorry. Our wide receivers today will both be swooping in from Thanagar, Hawkman, and nice. Hawkwoman. Yeah. yeah. Flying, take, but I mean. I think they're still the perfect choice. Now, taking on the mantle of tight end is everyone's favorite hero, the Green Lantern. Hal Jordan, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's running back is the Amazonian without fear, Wonder Woman. And finally, the quarterback who hopes to lead his team victory with a solemn pledge of never using his super speed during a game, the hero that never lies, Superman. Ooh. Special note. Yes, and a special note, the water boys for today's game will be provided by the Teen Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman and family. Yeah. There you go. So there is my Marvel and DC lineup. Any questions on what I do? I'm curious as why you picked uh, Martian, Martian Manhunter for defense. You know what? I just think he he, he can will stretch his own. Stuff, you know? he yeah, he, he, he shift. Yeah, he can do so much. So he just no seems to me like a. Yeah, oh, that is true. Yeah, you know, no telepathy, but he can he can do a lot. You know, if he wants to get out there and you know change his shape, whatever he will. So yeah. 
No, this was so this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I want to say this real fast. Um, now that everyone heard everyone's picks, um, can we all agree on uh, someone like a, I guess a position that someone threw out there a character or whatever for a position that you before you heard it you didn't think about it, um, but now that you've heard it you're like yeah that's the perfect for that. Yeah, position. Juggernaut running back is uh, yeah. that's the that's the one. I didn't think of him at all. Tell you the truth, Honest, and and Mr. Fantastic didn't come to my mind at all for wide receivers. I don't know why. He's perfect in my opinion. You know, he reach out anywhere, pick it up, and stretch all the way to the. I mean, what's going to stop him is the other thing too. He can just like wiggle around him or mm-hmm. whatever else. I mean, nobody's going to tackle him. No, that's very very true. So now is I'm going to explain this to the uh, the fans a little bit more because I told you all that we would get a little more fan participation out of this um, we'll be building a fantasy football bracket so that being said you build your best Marvel team and team we'll set up two different brackets and we will have the fan the other people that are involved vote to see who moves on to the next bracket so basically you better be smart with your choices and mm-hmm. uh, you better have some fan favorites to appeal to the audience yeah there's gonna be some at least in the chat rooms there's gonna be some shit talk going down for sure very very true i can only imagine i think how- I, no i'm sorry guys i don't know if we talked about this but are we doing marvel versus marvel teams and then dc because if you if you as soon as you start intermixing you've got people just fanboying you've got fanboys and that's it right yeah, that's that's true. So I think that we might keep it separate, but um, who knows? Maybe we'll start two leagues. If you want to join the DC League, you can join the DC League. If you want to join the Marvel League, you can join the Marvel. Yeah, join, I'm not stop you. You know, like yeah, you 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 have a Marvel League, a DC League, and then as it narrows down, they'll face off. Yeah, yeah. Be the uh, super, you know, super Bowl. It comes down be- to it, our Super Bowl might be the winner of DC side versus the winner of the Marvel exactly. side. Exactly. Yeah. And then the fan boys would choose the winner. Yeah. And just remember, Syracuse Starks, all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, sounds like something that's going to be fun. I mean, football's mm-hmm. on the minds of everyone right now. We're all waiting to see what's going to happen. Uh, maybe we can even make a Nova football fan by the end yeah, of this. Yeah, and for all you Canadian folks out there, super easy. Just go on Google football and then the position, and Wikipedia explains exactly what they do. Mm-hmm. Or just do the right thing and just – Watch your uh, Patriots each yeah. week and support them. Oh. Watch those concussions <laughs> develop, guys. I love my favorite meme, and I, people were using it all um, Thursday night during the fourth quarter of the uh, Patriots game, where it's um, Bill Check looking at Brady, and it's like, okay, Tom, now it's time to cheat. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. But um, hopefully my Cowboys, you know, Super Bowl bound. No big deal. But... Um, We'll we'll get something up there, and we want to hear what y'all's favorite NFL team is too. I mean, we may be uh, comic fanboys, but we do like us. Uh, yeah. So I guess hockey news. Hockey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I nice man. <laughs> right. I can have a uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the dude from the Avengers. I think he's the U.S. No, the West Coast Avengers. Uh, what's this? Flatman or whatever. Yeah. In terms of goalies, it's just like, well, I'm just again gonna do. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, we'd have to do like um, something. We'll see. Or we have a size limit. Hopefully. Yeah, like they have to be like regular human size. Or they just have to be actually uh, the person without the power. Say like Tony Stark without his yeah. Uh, suit. Yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say, and it's just down to physical uh, prowess. Bruce Banner, not as the Hulk. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I got to ask this then real fast, since we're on the topic of sports anyway. Uh, who would be your comic book uh, Wayne Gretzky then, Nova? What does that mean? Like who, who do I Who'd think be your would be your star hockey oh, player? My it's... center? My, yeah. Um, I don't know. You got to give me a second, man. You can't just – this doesn't <laughs> – stuff like, like Domino's wide receiver doesn't just hockey. happen. Yeah. You know, you got to yeah. think about it a little bit. That's a tough one, man. I, I also of, thought about it. Oh, go ahead. I just said I sort of want to get like Daredevil on the team just because he's blind and I think it'd be funny. But he might be a good goalie. Yeah, he's a pretty agile dude. And yeah, if mm-hmm. you're gonna do a goalie, you may as well a human goalie. You may as well go Daredevil. Yeah. We got the uh, the dark vision. 
who would be my center to have? That or Spidey. Spidey would be a good goalie. He would be a good goalie, yeah. It's, he's got reflex. The spider sense? Yeah, the spider sense. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be almost like a legal. Maybe. Yeah, you gotta keep it a little more human. Anyway. Uh, uh, one final thing I wanted to throw out there just because I thought this was funny. Um, I got into a conversation with a few friends, like, talking about this topic or whatever, and we started talking about um, characters that would be extremely unfair in a uh, sport. So the one that I came up with, just because I brought up Mr. Fantastic, is Mr. Fantastic playing basketball. That would be the most unfair <laughs> thing, like, ever. Setting up a dunk records and... Well, if, you, if Mr. Fantastic is on one side, you can have Plastic Man on the other side. Oh, and then Flat Man or whatever, Paper Man or whatever his name is too. Why He's did just... I just think of that? I could have put, I should have put Plastic Man as my one of my DC characters. Yeah, I... a good choice. He'd have been goofy yeah. about it too. Yeah, yeah. I uh, that's a good choice. Yeah. Do you have a? Uh, do either any of y'all have any uh, quick ones before we leave? Uh, people that characters that would be extremely unfair in a sport. Well, Nightcrawler. Uh... Nightcrawler. Any Flash really mm-hmm. is just ridiculous. They just they'd win right away. All speedsters, really. Yeah. You almost have enough speedsters where you could have an all speedster game, though. Which would just be absurd. It would just be, you know, who knows what would happen to reality <laughs> at that point. Oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> Wally, Jesse Quick, uh, yeah. you know, put them all on. Wait, what's, Silver. What's funny is yeah, for he... them, for them, it would be like a regular game. Yeah, just taking place over an extremely long period of time. Why hasn't someone made this? It seems like it would be a great comic-like side story. Yeah, it actually would. I mean, we're so used to watching the X-Men play baseball and stuff. I would take them as my baseball team in like a heartbeat. The X-Men? They've been practicing. Yeah, because they practice exactly. Yeah. They can already work as a unit. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about yeah. it, Colossus would be a pretty good running back, too. They would. Or tight yeah. end. Or tight end, yeah. yeah. Uh, Who knows? I, I also I came down to it. I also thought Beast might be a good um, mm-hmm. wide receiver, too, just because he's so agile yeah. and circus performing. But, yeah. Well, guys, um, I guess we're going to wrap it up here well, with our uh, sports talk, unless you yeah. have something No, sports talk, Nova. yeah. We can wrap it up with sports talk, no doubt. Yeah. So... What do you got for us, Nova? Well, what's next? I just wanted to say, one of my favorite characters in DC, and there was no, there was no point in him being. He's he's the field in in my football game is um is Swamp Thing, and unfortunately, we found out today. Obviously, we record on Sundays, as we've mentioned before, that um, Len Wein has passed away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Huge legend, huge huge legend. I mean, you've you know everyone loves Chris Claremont and his X Men, but I mean it's that giant size X Men that introduced all all characters yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah i mean len ween was like one of the first guys to go to cons that so mm-hmm. it sucks we just had bernie wrightson go and now now len ween it's like all the to save some people yeah yeah but um no i mean it's sad and you you bring up uh all the x-men and everything one thing is that i don't i mean i don't think many people realize unless you're a dark comic fan uh, is he co-created wolverine in a hulk issue yeah, and uh, I mean it, it's weird. Just the, the what he's contributed to comics is insane because mm-hmm. basically every character he's created has stuck in some way, and now older, like thirty plus years old, easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think it takes a really creative mind to uh, break into the comic industry, especially when he did winning super hot at the time and uh, creating something memorable that's lasted a lifetime. Yeah, you know what's you know what's really amazing though about comic book is um, you know they, they, these gentlemen pass away and not make any new work, but like their old work will always be immortalized in paper or, or digital, and you can mm-hmm. always go back and see how they contributed to you know what a lot of us hold so dear to our hearts. So it's it's really incredible that you know comics do have that lasting impression, especially you know when you're someone like Halloween who pretty much reinvigorated a lot of the industry throughout his decades decades of work sad and i guess um like i said we're recording this on sunday we don't really know the full details of how he passed or anything right now uh you know by the time this comes out i'm sure we'll know a lot more Mm -hmm. and um hopefully he will get uh credit where credit's due on all the uh, news outlets and everything as well i know uh, quite a few people like brian michael bendis and stuff were pushing on twitter and being like hey you know E, pick this up. Entertainment Weekly, pick this up. You know, yeah, like, 
this is like a, a legend in the comic industry. Yeah. Created a lot of the people that are on TV and in these X-Men movies that everyone loves. So. Yep. Yep. But, you know, we we can move on to bigger and brighter things that, you know, have come about thanks to gentlemen like Len Wein. Um, you know, speaking of, of old school things, I mentioned to you guys a little earlier this week of like, oh, I've been reading Green Lantern, Green Arrow, so I finished it. And, um, you know, it was when I first started it, it was pretty good. Like there were some really relevant things, you know, how like Green Lantern's out in space. He's helping all these aliens. But, you know, there's you know, he's not helping. He's helping all the blue guys and the purple guys. But what about like the black guy? Um, so that was really cool. I thought that was still like it was a pretty powerful issue. It was one of the first issues where where he gets gr- Green Lantern gets caught on the street helping this like old guy because he thinks oh it's old young guys picking on an old guy and it turns out the old guy like owns his business and he bought out, he bought out all these apartment buildings he's going to tear them down and build a mall um so that, that's what those younger guys were mad about and he's like oh i didn't see the full picture um and then green arrow was trying to show him you know like there's this whole side of america you haven't seen because you're in space all the time so it's still a really interesting concept i think now even it, you know it hold up because you've got again like this whole part of america that people don't really realize has a huge say in things um in terms of voting but i thought it was really interesting and then the junkie issues wow just crazy yeah aren't they it goes to so many dark places and like when Mm -hmm. when they open up the second issue of that dark and green hard round just like oh so dark and disturbing and it's crazy mm-hmm. this ha- this was made like what thirty years ago and still had this huge impact on see like seen in his face so well. It- it's phenomenal. Um those issues I've read in any comic book ever. So mm-hmm. if you ever get the opportunity yeah. to check those out, I-, I think it was it's called Green Lantern Green Arrow, but it took place in the Green Lantern um comic book yeah. ongoing. So yeah, if you haven't ever checked those out, I highly That's uh, issues eighty six and eighty seven yeah. memory service. Uh, yeah. Iconic covers mm-hmm. the stories on but yeah, aside awesome. from that, um, Russ, I wanted to ask you: Have you ever read Young Avengers? Yeah, I think it was like. Oh, it depends. I've read um, Young Avengers whenever it, they were going into um, Children's Crusade. I um, really enjoyed that okay. run of it, which, yeah. but um, that I haven't read any Young Avengers. Yeah, so I read like the more modern one where they had like that kid Loki was in it. Mm, okay, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was so much fun. I had such a blast reading. I mean, I didn't know much about Wiccan and and Hulk. Wiccan's and, cool character, man. Yeah. Yeah, he he's 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 pretty badass. He's a pretty badass guy. Um, him and then like Kate Bishop's on the team, Marvel Boy, and uh, America Chavez is on there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was pretty I fun. A lot of America's fun. the weird one on there though. Yeah, she. Just, I think like, Captain. What and you said Marvel Boy, right? Marvel Boy, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't really know much about Marvel. Boy. Yeah, so he's like a Cree alien, and he first came to Earth. I think Grant Morris sort of reintroduced him, and he tried to like, or maybe created him, and he tried to like destroy the planet, and then he tried to save it. It was just this weird thing, but he's just this Cree alien guy who loves '60s music. Oh, that's, that's cool. It. <laughs> that's it, really. It's weird awesome. that they have him, and then they also have uh, Hulking or Hulkling, whatever. Yeah, is it Hulkling or Hulking? Hulkling? Hulkling. Hulkling. Um, which is a uh, mix of a scroll and a tree, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like and a shape shifting tree. And him and Wiccan have a thing. I don't know if that's still going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, I think so. And then there was some dude who came in. I don't remember what his name was. Anyway, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's good, good, you know good what's time. weird is uh, Wiccan is uh, Scarlet Witch's son, like right? manifested son. It's weird. It's her. It's the son of vision and scarlet witch but that can't happen so yeah she made him basically and that's one of the most like underrated like shakespearean stories in marvel comics and comics in general is vision and squish like what that, those two have been through as a couple is just crazy yep. it's crazy mm-hmm. oh my god anyway yeah. so has it been a good week for you too red actually yeah i finally got a Holding my, uh, what do you call it, my, uh... Press? Uh, well, not the press. Humidifier? Well, the press, yeah. Yeah, thank you, the humidifier. So I yeah, can I saw that. get my comics all nice and damp before putting them into my press. And been, mm. I've gotten a f- quite a few things already. And so nice to take a comic and it looks like crap. And, you know, something so satisfying in that. So what you need working. to do is... Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, beautiful. Nice. I took like I took took one comic, you know, it had a really bad spine roll in it. Uh, the cover had just like uh, literally hundreds of little creases and dents and indentations and wrinkles and everything in it. You know, I put it in, you know, I put it in the hydration thing, then I put it in the press, and when it came out, I'm telling you, the spine roll was gone. The cover was super flat, nothing on there, and 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 what I tell you, when the comic is flat. The, the gloss comes out so much because we have all those imperf imperfections. You know, the way the light hits it, it, it doesn't make it look as shiny. Right. But when it's super flat, that shine comes through and it looks like it's brand new. And I'm telling you, oh, I'm just in heaven. You know what you need to do now is you know, uh, Sergeant Fury and a Howling Commandos issue I just sent you because it, it, I mean, you can see like self knowing what it looked like in person beforehand. To okay, that again. I don't know. I don't remember. I have to double check. Yeah, it's in my it's in my uh, long short box. I've got all these short boxes now pulled out, ready for pressing. I can't decide. Do I want to start with FF first or my Wonder Woman first? It's like, <laughs> which one? Which one? I'm, I'm leaning more towards the uh, FF because I'm only missing one issue out of there uh, in my run that I have. So awesome. Eventually, I'm gonna be sending. So beware. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a good week. Like I said, finally got all that up, just sitting down, cleaning, and hydrating and pressing. Very cool. Yeah, I can actually use like four presses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds very. You're going to have your own. Uh... Go ahead. I was just going to say, it sounds very relaxing. It actually it is. Just to be, you know, sitting down and doing a little TLC to your comic. It is, actually. But other than that, uh, just been reading some of my FF, and that's about it. Nothing too exciting other than that. Yeah, you Picking don't... up. You don't sound I excited up a... about it. I picked up a whole bunch of action comics yesterday, a little over 100 issues. Uh, all Bronze Age. All for quarter again? No, they're roughly around two bucks. Oh, okay, okay. So, no, uh, this no one bad. shop, you know, they're having sales between 50 to 8% off, and I took advantage of that. And plus, when you walk in the shop, you can, he has, uh, I want to say it was like 20 long boxes of free comics. You can, each person can pick out 10 comics they want. So oh, I brought wow. my daughter with me. Yeah, I brought my daughter. We picked out 20 Bronze Age. And, uh, yeah. That's some good deals. Sounds like a winner for the week. Yes. Yeah, I had fun. Awesome. What about well, you, Alex? What's good, at, what's good in the yeah, Marvel world? Um, I haven't read current Marvel comics in good about three you. weeks. Good for it's you. It's been three weeks. Good. Um. I've been reading. It's been reading. three weeks. You sound like Alcoholics Anonymous. It's been three weeks since I read a current Marvel title. Do, do, do you have a, a, a three-week Marvel chip? <laughs> I need a chip, and then I also need a sponsor now. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, no, uh, I haven't read any current Marvel in the past three weeks. Um, what I have read is um, I caught up a little more on Man-Thing stuff, which was fun. But I've really, really been reading a lot is um, X-Man. Um, it's the Jeff Loeb. It started with Jeff Loeb, and then it moved on to, like, maybe... Four, I'm only issue five, and they've already had, like, four different writers. Jesus. And, like, four different artists, too, I think, or three different artists. Um, it's really good. Um, it started out weird. The art was a little weird, but now that I'm getting used... Like I said, if, if I don't like one person's art, it changes, like, in two issues, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's interesting, because it's all based after um, A fell into the 616 and was trying to figure out what this universe was and um all the characters in it are the aoa characters that came sugarman dark beast and x-man all came over into the normal uh universe and they're all like the main characters um or the main people in these books um but it's cycling through like um x-man or nate gray has met uh charles xavier now he doesn't trust charles because in his universe charles is dead and so he thinks it's fake um he met rogue uh, was Magneto who led the X-Men in Age Apocalypse's uh, lady friend wife. Oh, well, I can understand this is different now. I understand it's like a different dimension because they actually talked. Um, but trust Charles because he doesn't know. And then um, he met uh, Madeline Pryor, which is really weird because it seems like he has a romantic interest in him, in her. Uh, and it's his mom is Jean Grey from Age of Apocalypse universe. Mm -hmm. But... Madeline Pryor is a clone of Jean Grey in the 616. And so 
he doesn't know that that's his mom, Jean Grey's his mom. And so he's like, oh, he looks so familiar. And he's like talking about like how he's thinking about her and stuff and wishing her she was there. And it's just like, this is a little piece. Because it's like other dimension clone of his mom, which is weird. But she disappeared already. She hasn't come back in. I'm glad. I think they realized that was weird. Um, but yeah, overall, if you've never read it, it really shows what Cable could have been if he didn't get the techno orders. Um, it's basically reading Teenage Cable. That's that's really all it is. Right. It, yeah. Um, but it's good. It's good. Um, it's 90s ripic though. When I was talking about the art, all the art is so... It's when 90s came to 90s town. Um, yeah. <laughs> But no, X-Man, pretty good read so far. Yeah, five different writers and five issues, so I mean, can't go wrong. Yeah. It's weird. It's Like I said, it's weird. But, if you don't like one thing, it's going to change so the next issue. Is like, yeah, so the story's not really flowing that well from issue to issue? or is No, it like it's a, perfect. It's really? perfectly in sync. Yeah, it's That's the weirdest crazy. thing. Yeah, and the art doesn't change, like dramatically yeah. like it's all in the same style still Super it's 90s. just a different artist yeah yeah and uh the part about it that i have to say that it's not the pencils or really anything that's because they've had they'd scotch or whatever whatever his name is he was on there uh scott mcdaniels was on there um and a few other people i didn't know um but it's the coloring um it's when i guess they first started going to like studios to color the comics for them yeah so it, it's like i feel like it's their experience, the experience that's what makes there. it that yeah. yeah gotcha yep but that's awesome. all right well anyways uh enough talking about this and sports and everything else a special so basically class. we're gonna, we're gonna don't, don't try and specify that's not uh, that a segment of the podcast it's something new <laughs> we're gonna transform this section of the podcast into something <laughs> 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 wow. Damn red. everybody it is that time of the podcast where we do a weekly interview and this week we are blessed with mr simon Furman, transformer scribe legend simon welcome to the show great to be here thanks matt yes no thank you it's it's truly a pleasure now for those that might not know who you are or the work that you've done um can you give us a little bit of a background and a little bit about yourself yeah sure i mean i'm a freelance writer i've been working comics now for 30-something years, and one of my first jobs was uh, writing for Transformers, the UK comic, which produced its own original comic material for Transformers. It reprinted the American strip, and it also, because it was weekly rather than monthly, needed, <coughs> excuse me, needed originated content, and that's kind of where I came in, and pretty much on and off for them, you know, 30 years since I've been working on Transformers for Marvel UK, Marvel US, uh, Dreamwave, IDW, Titan, and a whole bunch of other people. And, you know, one way or another, I'm still pretty involved in it today. So, uh, you know, I've done a lot of other things in my time, Alpha Flight, Robocop, Terminator. I work in uh, TV animation quite a bit. Uh, we've create, co-created our own project with Jeff Senior called To the Death. So, you know, there's there's a lot sort of, you know, past and present on my slate at the moment. Awesome. Uh, so one of the things that I did was I'm so I discovered your work in the because like, when I was a kid, um, I grew up watching the Transformers cartoon and, you know, collecting the toys and things like that. Um, I didn't really get into the whole Transformers comic side of it until much later when I actually discovered the IDW verse, uh, which is something you had a huge part in uh, kind of creating that mythos. Um, so that's when I really kind of discovered who you were. But I reached out to some of our fans and um, I said, you know, what questions do you guys have uh, for Simon? And so some of the questions that they had, if you don't mind, uh, yes, was, uh, 
when you were brought on to write the series finale for Beast Wars, um, is it true that the first question you asked them was, who can I kill? Uh, yeah, it's something along those lines. I think actually <laughs> the, the first question I asked um, people was, what's Beast Wars? Because I really didn't have a clue when mm-hmm. I was invited out to um, the 1997 BotCon convention in Rochester, New York. So, you know, I needed a kind of crash course in Beast Wars. I wrote the convention comic for that year and maybe the next year, which was very Beast Wars centric. And during those conventions, I got to meet Bob Forward and Larry Dottilio, who were the co-script editors and really the, you know, the driving force behind Beast Wars, you know, conceptually and script wise. And, you know, we got talking, um, you know, I found they'd, you know, kind of used a kind of concept I'd used in Generation 2 called The Swarm that they turned into something called The Vok. And so, you know, they'd read my stuff. You know, I was obviously fascinated by what they did and the show. And, you know, I really liked the show. I'd always been a little old, I guess, for the, you know, the the original animated show. Uh, But Beast Wars seemed quite sort of, you know, all ages and uh you know quite a bit of intelligence behind it so uh you know i was very keen to work with them and you know over the two conventions we got talking about ways that could happen and one of the things they wanted me to do was bring an element of the original g1 into whatever i wrote so we came up with a bunch of ideas uh, you know, sort of maybe using some of the Seeker characters who hadn't made it into the animated TV show, maybe using the kind of ghost of Megatron. And, you know, we G1 Megatron, that is. And, you know, so we threw all these ideas around. And, yeah, I may have said, can I bump off a few characters while I'm at it? But, you know, largely what happened in the end was it was the end. By the time all the ducks were in a row, the series was wrapping at the end of series three and, you know, very nicely they said, would I like to write the finale or the second half of the finale? So, you know, it it was great. I really enjoyed working on it. It was a great shame. It was the only bit of Beast Wars I got to work on in terms of the TV series, but, uh, you know, it was great and it kind of got me my start in TV animation, which I'm, always very grateful to Bob Forward and Larry Dottilio for. So did you also work on, uh, what was it, Transformers Animated, I believe? Is that correct? No, I didn't. Funnily enough, oh, that was okay. the, the bit of uh, TV I did, you know, uh, Transformers-wise. You know, I went with Bob Forward onto other shows like X-Men Evolution and Dan Dare. And- oh, okay. And Roswell Conspiracies, uh, there was this show called Roswell Conspiracies, Alien Myths and Legends. And so, you know, Bob took me on to several other shows. And and nowadays I, I kind of write and, and show run for a show called The Matt Hatter Chronicles here in the UK. So, you know, it's, it kind of kept rolling from there, really. But I never did do any more Transformers animated work. Oh, OK. Um so another question they have here is when you were um, asked to come back and write Regeneration One, um, the follow-up to where the original Marvel run of G One had left off, were you happy to write more, or did you feel that the way it originally ended should have just that should have just been it? No, I really did want to jump back into it. In fact, you know, this was a discussion myself and Andrew had had, and then we'd had with Andy Schmidt, who was the editor at the time. And, you know, we we definitely felt there was something there. You know, we'd had to rush the original conclusion. You know, I was writing issue 78 with lots of storylines, you know, sort of unwrapping as I went along. And then suddenly we had to, you know, finish everything in issue, just two issues and by issue 80. So, you know, there were always, I knew there were things that I'd never got to do, you know, storylines that either we'd rushed or had just never got addressed. So, you know, I was always very grateful. And I I thought really, you know, the most we could expect was five or six issues, a sort of little limited series to, you know, give it a proper send-off. But then IDW turned around and, you know, having looked at their plans with G.I. Joe, a real American hero, um, you know, they were 
uh, you know, they, they suddenly said, no, look, tell you what, we're on number 81 when we pick up the numbering, take it all the way up to 100 and wrap it up in style. So, you know, suddenly we had, you know, instead of six issues, we had maybe 20, 21 issues to to play with. So, yeah, you know, it was great because as well as tying up all those loose ends and, you know, bringing a sense of conclusion to the whole thing, we got to almost run some other sort of subplots and and other storylines and bring G2 a little bit into the mix in terms of some of the characters and, you know, really sort of, you know, ramp up the level of things and, you know, do the whole uh, hot rod into Rodimus Prime you know, transformation, journey, story arc. So, you know, it became quite a little epic in its own right. Awesome. So when going into the, the IDW verse, um, how much of that were, were, from my understanding, you were kind of able to construct it and make it kind of how you see fit. Um, is that the case or did the publisher kind of have like a, you know, this is where we want to go with it and these are kind of your guidelines to play with? Uh, yeah, no, there weren't really guidelines. I mean, when Chris Ryle, the editor-in-chief at IDW, approached me, he pretty much said, look, Simon, you know, we've got this license, but we don't really know where to go with it initially. We've made some suggestions, but, uh, you know, what would you do with it? So I came up with two or three ideas about how we could handle this. You know, one of the ideas I sort of pitched was, a universe-defining Crisis on Infinite Earth-style thing where we took all these divergent continuities and came up with a new one, destroyed the world and recreated it. But that kind of felt like a big ask for new readers to come into all this, you know, this mad mess of continuities and know what the hell was going on. So in the end, we decided on a, 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 you know, a more or less a fresh start completely, you know, make it contemporary uh, take the all the underlying ethos of G1 and the characters, but put a different spin on it for uh, a different era of readers and a different maybe sophistication of readers. So we took a leaf out of Marvel's ultimate, you know, line of books where it's kind of Spider-Man, but it's a different take on Spider-Man, a slightly different origin, a different world he lives in. And, uh, you know, we did that for Transformers. We, we, we took the underlying conceit of these things are robots in disguise. Now, why would you want to be in disguise? Often the way is you want to infiltrate unnoticed. You want to sort of, there, there had to be some kind of reason we felt that they adopted disguises rather than just turn up on Earth in robot form and if they're Decepticons start smashing things up. So we came up with this whole conceit of this staged plan whereby the Decepticans arrive on a planet, in this case Earth, dig in, assume local disguises and, you know, generally start to undermine the whole structure of power before they make their move even. So, you know, we came up with this, like I say, slightly more sophisticated, somewhat conspiracy theory led approach that you know, everyone was really pleased with and everybody felt it felt fresh, exciting, but it didn't, it wasn't going to sort of tick off the fans who'd, you know, who just wanted G1. They wanted the, the, the characters to be recognisable, you know, unlike, say, the movies where they're the characters, but they're not quite as instantaneously either recognisable or they have the personality the same. Here, we just wanted, we we just took the, whatever the personality was, the character was, and just gave it a little IDW verse spin so that they weren't getting exactly the same each time. And we, you know, we were really helped in that with the Spotlight series where we could just focus down on one character and say, look, this is the shockwave you know and love, but here's the, the difference, here's the twist, here's the, you know, the, the, the little inversion of the character maybe. So... You know, yeah, and it all sort of spun out of that. And I think everyone sort of was, you know, once they got on board with the, maybe the the slightly slower pace we took to infiltration, you know, I think gradually people really began to like what we were doing. 
Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, I, the IDW stuff that I've read is absolutely fantastic. The art is amazing. The stories are amazing. Um, uh, digitally, um, I own, I think, now in, in, our, in my digital uh, comic collection, I think I actually own every IDW Transformers title now. I haven't read them all yet, but I'm pretty sure I own them all now. Um, yeah, and that's, that's quite a lot, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like 300 issues or something like that. It's, it's quite a bit. Uh, I do. I also like the hard covers, though the IDW Transformer hardcovers with the nice, yeah. you know, bookmark ribbons and things. Um, so I'm also gonna try to collect all of those as well, just because they look so gorgeous on a shelf as well. Yeah, they really do. <clears throat> but you had mentioned the movies, so I guess one question is: what were, what are your thoughts or your opinions on these the the big blockbuster movies that have been coming out? Yeah, it's a question I get asked a lot, oh, as I you can imagine. Can <laughs> and you know, you know, I mean, I kind of just say I don't think I'm really the target audience for them. You know, you can't argue to an extent with the sort of box office they do or the sheer wow factor of them. <coughs> Excuse me, but you know, I, I I find I always want more story. I want more character development. I want more. I want the robots to be more of a character than they tend to be they often tend to be secondary to the human cast and while i think a human cast is important and you know we had one in infiltration you don't want the balance off you don't want you know too much screen time or page time for the humans at the expense of the transformers and so you know whereas the first one i i thought was pretty wow and i enjoyed it you know i haven't really dug the others nearly as much yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. I definitely think part of what they're doing wrong is that they are focusing too much on the human aspect of it and not enough on the actual Transformers themselves. Um, so another creation of yours, uh, Death's Head. Uh, somebody was wondering if there's anything upcoming, if you have any plans for Death's Head. Well, I mean, you know, Death's Head is still very much sort of active and around in the Marvel Universe. <coughs> He recently um, was in, uh, I think it was Black Bolt, um, and he's been in a whole bunch of others, other titles in guest star roles recently, Nova, X-Men, I think. So, you know, he's around, but he's a Marvel character, and until Marvel want me to do something with him, you know, I, that's kind of tricky. I'd always be willing to do that, but he is a Marvel character, so... You know, in the short term, the answer is no. You know, would I love to? Absolutely. You know, I, I think it would be great to do something with the original Death's Head again. And he seems to be a character that, you know, a lot of creators out there now seem to remember fondly. And so they're bringing him back in their own books. So, you know, I think there's 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 a margin for more Death's Head or, a you know, a limited series or something. But, you know, that's Marvel's call, really. So, you know, while we can't do anything more with Death's Head at the moment, you know, we, you know, our own uh, comic to the death, which is a digital comic at the moment, uh, you know, we kind of took the vibe, I guess, of Death's Head and Dragon's Claws, the other thing Jeff and I worked on back in the 80s, and turned it into something, you know, new with that sort of future, dystopian future, one man against the system and in the case of, you know, Death's Head, we just introduced a, an assassin character called Killer Toa, who, while not Death's Head, has some of that, you know, sort of slightly unstoppable vibe about him. So, you know, no, the answer is we're not doing any more Death's Head for the moment, but I'd love to. He, he, I definitely feel very parental about that character. Yeah, and understandably so. Um do you have any, I know you do like a lot of like the, the transformer cons and things. Um, is there any upcoming cons or conventions that you're going to be at, um, either in the UK or even in the U S yeah. I mean, I've just run, done a run of, uh, conventions. I was at TF nation, the, uh, UK transformers convention a couple of weeks back. And one of the big London film and comic cons before that. And in a couple of, well, in fact, less than a week, I'm off to Cyprus uh, for they, who have a Comic-Con themselves. So, uh, oh. you know, yeah, it, it's been a nice run of conventions. Nothing lined up for the States at the moment, but, you know, 
I'm always, you know, up for a visit to the States. So, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd hope so in the near future. Yeah, um, I'm just going to, I don't know if it's feasible, but I'm just going to throw this out here. One of my local regional cons is uh, actually a really large con, especially for the Midwest here in the U.S., but it's uh, Kansas City Planet Comic Con. And okay. uh, if you ever happen to be able to make it out here for that, I would love to be able to sit down and, and talk with you some more. But, uh, yeah, it's a great con. I think last year we had almost like 80,000 attendees. So, I mean, it's, it's a good size con. Yeah. Well, no, no, it sounds good. You know, absolutely. You know, sort of if I can make it out for that, that, that would be, you know, I'm always up for a trip to the States. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so, being uh, you did a lot of the Transformers UK, and I saw that you have done some Thundercats UK as well as uh, when Bob had left the Transformers US, then you kind of took over that one as well. So, my question is, as far as I'm not very familiar with like the UK side of comics, I'm, I'm you know I'm familiar with the US side. So, is there a big difference between the UK and the US comics? Is the storyline similar? Or are they vastly different? Yeah, they, I mean, they had to be similar in as much as when we reprinted the American stories in the UK, they had to sort of segue easily in and out of the UK strips and vice versa. So it, we tried to make it as cohesive a storyline as possible. But because that was kind of limiting as well, when the animated Transformers movie came out in 1986 we learned that the American office wasn't doing anything with those characters and that timeline, which was sort of 20 years in the future. So we started to spin a lot of UK stories out of that movie and the aftermath of that movie. It, we began with one called Target 2006 and then rolled on through several story arcs to a big conclusion called Time Wars. So in that respect, it became quite different. Uh, you know, different cast to a certain extent, much kind of, in some ways, bigger storylines. <coughs> you know, and, you know, we as, as we sort of looped Death's Head in and out of it, it had a different kind of feel as well, you know, slightly different because he was quite a major supporting character, you know, in the in the vein of, I guess, a circuit breaker or something. But... You know, he took on a life of his own inside the comics. So, yeah, you know, they had a different flavor. They had a different, slightly different approach because British comics often, especially at the time, were always slightly, I suppose, edgier, slightly more anarchic, a little bit more violent. And, you know, because they were robots, we didn't really stop and think, <coughs> can we do this to a character? We just tended to do it. And so they tended to be fairly sort of, I suppose, hard-hitting for kids' comics, but, hey, they were robots, so it doesn't matter if somebody gets a, 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 you know, a sheet of metal sort of embedded in his chest or his head knocked off or something like that. So they tended to be a little sort of harder and maybe even darker than the US ones, which often just had to bring in the next toy range, whereas we were, we sort of, sort of looped around that a little bit, let the American story do that. And that freed us up to tell our own slightly more free form over a period of time stories. But yeah, so, you know, in the end, I think you can see the difference quite markedly. But on, on the other hand, we were trying to make it for our audience here in the UK, one continuity. Oh, very cool. I'm going to have to look and see if I can't, find you know the the uk ones like in a trade paperback or something and sure well idw does this one called um uh classics uk okay. um it's it's air, all the uk stuff in about well so far five and i think a sixth is due bumper volumes and james roberts the writer at the moment on um, lost light is compiling and editing those collections so you know he's putting in a lot of his own memories of those comics that he kind of grew up with and, you know, and putting a lot of love into the extra material and interviews and everything else he's getting in there. So they're, they're really good collections. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to check those out. Um, so one of my last questions in for you today is just, what are you currently reading? If anything, do you even have time to read? Yeah, yeah, no, I do. I mean, I read a lot. I mean, I, I work on, um, 
a thing here in the UK called Marvel Fact Files, which is a very big, you know, massive collection of character profiles from the Marvel Universe. Some of them are story arcs. And so often I have to keep abreast of of what's going on in the Marvel Universe, particularly. So, yeah, I tend to read a bunch of things, you know, as as I see something or I hear something's worth a look at. But I'm not a hugely regular comic reader now. You know, sometimes somebody will say, you should pick this up. Like the um, recent, there was a recent like 12 issue series featuring The Vision, where he creates his own little suburban family. Yes, Tom King's Vision, yeah. Yeah, and somebody had recommended that to me and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, you know, I kind of tend to read on recommendation rather than go and pick up a bunch of monthly comics. So, you know, yes, I do read comics, but not on, a, on any, any kind of regular structured basis. Yeah, sometimes recommendations is honestly the best way to go. Yeah, you know, sort of I just... And, you know, sometimes with the Marvel Fact Files gig, there's just stuff I have to read. And in the process of reading, I think, well, that that was cool. You know, I'm going to read some more of that. Awesome. All right, so last question uh, for you today, and that is, who is your favorite character to write? Uh, it's... There's a, probably a few, but, you know, it's no secret that I love Grimlock because, you know, the the version of Grimlock we wrote was not this sort of slightly dumb character from the cartoon show. We always wrote him as a little more abrasive and and shaded and, you know, he kind of walks a middle ground between being a good guy and a bad guy. And, you know, so you know, and those characters, those characters who aren't one thing or the other, very, you know, Optimus Prime great character but kind of difficult to write sometimes because he's optimus prime but grimlock you kind of have that edge to him all the time and you know he's a fun character to write he can just be miserable and mean and so you know he's he's always been fun to write but you know we we adopted galvatron from the you know animated movie continuity and he was a great character to write so you know there's but sometimes the ones I like best are the small characters, the ones that you don't expect anyone to care much about. And, you know, then the trick is to try and make people care about them, to give them something. You know, I think when first I put uh, Bludgeon into the comic books, he was this sort of slightly forgotten pretender toy and nobody really had done anything much with him. But, you know, within the little tech specs that Bob used to do, there was always something and it was like, well, he, he's got this sort of weird martial art called Metallicato. And I just thought, oh, that's interesting. Let's, let's see what we can do with that. And, you know, again, it, it's starting from very little, but hopefully building that character up into something people, you know, almost elevating their minds to a much bigger character than maybe his toy or his original appearances gave him the right to be. And that's where I think the real fun is. Yeah, no, I I agree with you completely, and uh, I think that's really cool. Grimlock, that's he's always Grimlock was always kind of one of my favorites as a kid growing up, but more so from the cartoon, obviously. Uh, so no, that's really cool. I I like Grimlock. So, um, cool. awesome. Well, thank you very much, Simon, for coming on and and speaking with us today. We greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, and then hopefully we got some good answers for some of the fan questions as well. And uh, yeah, so thank you very much for coming on. Perfect. It's been really nice speaking with uh, you and your audience, Matt. Thank you. Thank you.